Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. We're glad to have with us here Courtney Ninetemp. She is the regional manager for Make-A-Wish Foundation here. And Courtney, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Joel. I'm excited to be here. That's, I'm glad you're here. And we're a family show. We like to tell origin stories. Tell us how you came up. Uh, you know, are you transplanted into the neighborhood or uh, did you grow up here? So I grew up here. I okay. um, am born and raised here, but I lived in Florida for five years. Mm-hmm. And I moved back last March to take this position after, if anybody knows, Jan Stork. She retired last right, year. Right. Yes. And she asked me to take over her position. This is what we call officially a boomerang. Yes. <laughs> and we love boomerangs because you have that passion for eerie, yet you've seen a few things, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. Did you like living in Florida? I loved living in Florida, especially on days like today when, <laughs> you know, maybe it's a little colder than yeah. it is down there, but sure. family's here and I, I absolutely love it here. We're thrilled to be back. That's tremendous here. Well, in a nutshell, let's start with the mission of Make-A-Wish Foundation. Yeah, so we create life-changing wishes for children with critical illnesses. And there's a key word in our mission statement that leads to a misconception or overcoming a misconception about what we do. And that's critical illness. We are not granting wishes for children with terminal illnesses exclusively. Yes, some of them may be terminal. We may lose some of them. But the reality is about 80% of our kids that we've granted wishes for are still alive today, still battling their critical illness or have overcome it since being with us. So it's not just some people think we grant the wish of dying kids, their dying wish. That's absolutely not true. We want to be part of the recovery process for those that have that ability to. And it's really the intangible that you focus, even as this child is undergoing uh, medical procedures and medical treatment. Uh, talk about the impact uh, that the wish uh, uh, making gives on an intangible basis. Yeah, absolutely. So we are typically introduced to a family by the social workers. And a lot of times they're at Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. We deal with a couple of the other children's hospitals in the area, but most of them are in Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. So We're one of the first things that comes up in conversation with the social worker because of the impact that we can have during treatment. It gives, imagine the uncertainty of treatments and what lies ahead and how scary that can be for not just the child, but for the family as well. So what we're able to do is provide a glimmer of hope and something else for the family to look forward to, something for them to talk about together. Ultimately, it's the child's wish that we're Mm. going to grant. They're the ones that are gonna tell us what they want, but we like to include the entire family because the child's not fighting the illness alone. So we don't want to just give them, just them the wish experience on their own. It, we actually just got research back last year uh, from a wish impact study that was done on a national level and it showed, it, it surveyed f- children, families, and the medical professionals that deal with these kids. Yeah. And what it showed from a medical perspective was that our wish is a necessary part of the treatment journey. That's language that the medical professionals were actually using. They saw a greater compliance to treatment from kids that had wishes versus those that didn't. And they saw um, 
that hope shine through, that confidence shine through. It really just it gives them something so much happier than what they're experiencing, which is why the social workers, like I said, introduce it when they do, because it's most impactful for them while they're going through treatment, whether they can have the wish during treatment or not. Sometimes it's not safe for them to say travel, right? But at least they have something to look forward to at the, it's like a light at the end of the tunnel to be able to go do together. I I mean, and I would imagine that if it's that situation where you're waiting till after uh, the treatment schedule, yeah, you're able to do things with them, you know, make make lists and, you know, plan and shop and and things while you're waiting to to go on the trip, let's say. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we in the Erie Regional Office, we have three staff members Mm -hmm. and uh, our wish coordinator, Maggie, she oversees all of the actual wish granting. We grant somewhere in the range of 45 to 50 wishes a year just wow. in our region. And that's a lot of people for for Maggie to be overseeing at any given time and staying in interacting with. So what we like to do is have our volunteers as part of the process. Each kiddo is assigned two volunteers from the very first day that they qualify with us. And the volunteers are who help to keep that excitement going, even if they have to wait. So maybe maybe they are waiting until after treatment or the doctor has recommended that they wait until after treatment. The volunteers can touch base with them on a monthly basis, maybe bring them a little gift or remind them what their wish is going to be, what to look forward to. So they have a, that personal touch uh, from those two people. We stay in touch with them as well, but those volunteers are really just with that one kiddo and can give mm-hmm. them the attention that we wouldn't be able to do just on our own. Courtney, tell, tell me how this works, you know, being, you know, basically 120 miles from Pittsburgh Children's. I think our listeners need to understand that a lot of these kids are not inpatient at Pittsburgh, right? They're getting treatment coming home to Erie or Crawford or where have you. That's right. So for the most part, they're going back and forth. Each family's experience is different. We have some that are in Pittsburgh for extended periods of time, depending on the severity of the illness and the the complexity of the treatment. So some of them are down in Pittsburgh for that extended period of time. But a lot of times they're up here. So we're the meetings and the conversations that we're having with the families work around those schedules. It's up to the family when they want us to come in, when they want us to meet with them. And a a benefit from the pandemic was that we started introducing a virtual component to those meetings. It's not only safer for the, the kids because they're not exposed to outside illnesses should they not be able to, but we can, if the child really needs a pick me up, we can do our intake meeting or our discovery meeting where they start to talk about what their wish could be from the hospital if they're there for an extended period Mm -hmm. so that they don't have to wait if they really need it then then we can give it to them then all right so the the question on everybody's mind is what's the number one wish destination so the number one wish is to go to the florida theme parks to visit Mm -hmm. walt disney world that's a lot of our wishes especially locally um Nationally, I think it's somewhere around 50% of our kids are going oh. down to Florida. Okay. Um, and the really unique part of going there, like I'm I'm headed to Disney this weekend, but my experience is not going to be what our Wish Kids is. They actually have a designated resort that they get to stay at while they're there. It's called Give Kids the World. It's a nonprofit in and of itself, and they welcome in only wish kids, only wish families, and not just from Make-A-Wish, but there are other wish-granting organizations that they can be coming from. 
and that's the only people that are on property and they are volunteer run there's volunteers on site throughout the entire experience and it's it's built to be a a happy place for them Mm -hmm. every kid that comes back tells me that they had ice cream for breakfast every day because it was available (laughs) they could have pizza at any time of the day the pools there are wheelchair accessible it's all accessibility for any child that's there and to make them feel as special as they can then they can go out and experience those other parks from that resort but that's their home base so that they get um they can also connect to other wish families and feel that that connection that they sure. haven't had before or may not have had before with other families that are experiencing the same thing that they are. That is, that is brilliant that there's that there's that uh, specially yes. uh, specialized uh, location for them. And uh, and that it is it's obviously off. You know, it's off campus so they can go to any number of these uh, places, right? That's exactly right. And Give Kids the World is able to provide them with the tickets to a t- to go to those other theme parks. And it's really centralized between Universal, Disney, and SeaWorld are the three cool. that they tend yeah. to go to. So it's centralized between the three. And they're provided with a... Um, a rental car to be able to go between them and if they for some, any reason can't drive if the parents don't drive or the guardians don't then there's busing that's provided okay. for them to be able to go between the parks that is again i just can't i just can't uh fathom how smart that is yeah and it's just so <laughs> so cool that that's happening um talk about the age range because sometimes uh, a toddler gets a severe illness. Yes. So we start at two and a half. You and, do. Yes. And go to 18. And the reason is really because that's when they can start communicating what they want. It's the child's wish. Even when they're about two and a half, it's it's a it's a family ordeal to decide where what wish they're going to choose. Um, but we like to be able to communicate directly with the child when we can to be able to um, find out exactly what they want because right. Disney and the Florida theme parks isn't the only wish that we do. Mm-hmm. We have, and we don't even have like a book that they can look through and choose from. It's as their wish can be as big as their imagination. And there's only, there's very few limits on what we can do. So we go up to the age of 18. They have to be referred by their 18th birthday, but say, they're two months out from their 18th birthday and the doctor says I really don't feel comfortable with you having your wish in the next two months we will keep them in our in our um pool yes (laughs) thank you until they're able to so they just have to be referred by the time they're 18. Yeah uh, I would imagine you know uh the idea of the of the child give you know articulating the wish makes it just so much more uh, powerful for yes, them. It really does. And it, it empowers them to make a decision mm-hmm. because for the most part, they're not getting to make many decisions right now. A lot of it is out of their hands. Wow. So that's another element of like giving control back to them that they've lost in this experience. There's, there's some deep, uh, core values of this organization. There absolutely there? are. It's much more than just giving them a trip or a dog or whatever their wishes. It's so much bigger than that, that impact, especially we've always known that impact mm-hmm. um, internally, but we haven't had this data that came back to us to be able to express it appropriately uh, back to the community to say, you are really making an impact on these children when you're supporting Make-A-Wish. Wow. 
Courtney Ninetemp is with us. She is the regional director for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, the, the chapter. Now, the chapter uh, is most of Pennsylvania and West Virginia. That's quite a, a scope here. How many different regions are in that? We have six regions outside of the our headquarters is based in Pittsburgh okay. and then we have six regional offices outside of that and just briefly because it's another misconception that that comes through we do have an overarching national chapter it's called Make-A-Wish America okay that provides us with some policies procedures some best practices but we are operating on our own in our chapter and within our regions we have a, a couple of liberties that we can take but our money is staying here. We're granting wishes here, and and that's just important. For, that is for really important for people to yes. To, to re- and there's receive. 57 chapters across America, mm-hmm. and we're just one of them. But we are one of the largest and one of the most active, both in the amount of wishes that we grant and the amount of volunteers and supporters that we have locally. Is is the the situation with as far as granting wishes? limited by budget i mean is is that the limiting factor for you guys so we we are very fortunate in that we have never had to turn a child away because of financial hardships or lack of finances um we we typically grant in a year about 500 wishes our goal for this year is 550 as a chapter as i said before about 45 to 50 of those will be from the erie region um but we're still coming back from COVID. We were impacted pretty heavily because we really couldn't have our kids travel. We were, they are some of the most at risk and travel wishes are 50 to 75% of what we do. So travel restrictions were fully lifted and able to go back to normal in June of 2022. Okay, so, so you're not even a full year in. Exactly. This. Some kids were traveling before that for one mm. reason or another, safely, of course, but those full restrictions came off in June of 22. So we're, like you said, not even a full year back into it. Just for reference, in um, 2019, before the pandemic started, we were granting about 600 wishes. So okay. We're getting closer. Last year, we did 392, and we're, like I said, aiming for about 550 this year. So you're kind of climbing your way back. We're climbing our way back, yes. But would you say that the the dollars that your budget available is not impacting that? It's more of the, just the ability to do it? Ability to do it is definitely one piece we, we have had great supporters through all of it. We have, um, we're still working to raise all of the funds to be able to grant all of those wishes. But um, we're confident that we'll have all of that available and ready to go for right now. We have 500 kids in the pipeline ready to have their wish granted as they come through. I would imagine that some of your key fundraising events got squashed. Yes. Yes. And that had to take a, take a hit. Yes. That first year of the pandemic, we estimated we were going to lose about $500,000 to the, to the events that were being canceled. Um, Fortunately, we're fully back for this will be the first calendar year that we were 100 percent back with okay. the, the events and things that we lost. OK, well, that, that's good news. Here. Yes. But why don't, while we're on it, why don't we talk about uh, what are the main events in Erie yeah. for Make-A-Wish? So our primary make 
sorry, our primary fundraiser here in Erie is going to be our Waffles and Wishes event. Okay. And that takes place in April. It's April 28th. It's a Friday. And it's actually free to attend. Our supporters can come. They just have to RSVP to me at 814-868-9474. And what we do is we tell a couple of wish stories that morning. We have wish kids on site telling what um, their experience was, what their wish was, how it impacted them. But then after that, at the end of the breakfast, we actually reveal a wish to a child live on stage in front of everybody there. We all know that that's going to happen, but this kiddo doesn't. So it's it's really a cool experience to watch the excitement that this child has firsthand. Mm -hmm. Because once they tell us during the process, they give us three to four wishes that they're contemplating um they obviously have their number one choice but for whatever reason it might not be able to happen for example some kids wish for a swimming pool but they have a port and their doctor says they really can't swim wow that would be we we check with the doctor to make sure Sure. that it's medically appropriate for us to give them whatever they're asking for so that's why it's that excitement on stage when they find out that their doctor said yes we're able to do it you're going to Hawaii next week or whatever the wish ends up being. It's really a cool experience for them, for their family and for everybody there. It's, it's a very unique experience. The, uh, tell me again, some more about kind of the, the, the back channels. So you have this incredible, um, location destination in central Florida, Mm -hmm. because that's your number one, uh, wish. Do the airlines and do some of the other parts of the travel infrastructure work with Make-A-Wish to make it easier on you guys? Yeah, we have national partnerships with a lot of the airlines that some of them will provide us with um, mileage that we can use. We have like wish banks is what we call them where we're, we're using some of the, the miles. People can actually donate their airline miles to us. If you have hundreds or hundreds of thousands of points that you have available on pretty much any airline, they can be donated to us and all of that is on our website at wish.org details kind of how you do that yeah um so those donations help us to keep the actual cash cost down for the wishes um and then we have other relationships with like sheratons and things hotels where we're we're almost two hours from pittsburgh and if they're flying out of the pittsburgh airport and their flights at five o'clock in the morning yes they would stay at a hotel the Mm. night before and then drive over to the airport so that they don't have to worry about waking up at two o'clock in the morning (laughs) that's very helpful yes wow yes oh well that that's cool and uh and and uh it's it's interesting you know that probably the like you said that some of the chains the hotel chains are are just acquainted with yes and of how to do, handle the special needs of a, of yeah. a wish um and that's really where uh, that national partnership comes in mm. handy that our make-a-wish america partners where they talk to the the corporate level of these partnerships to say it's not just going to be this chapter that contacts you or this one we mm-hmm. will centralize how we communicate with you so that you're able to help us in a more efficient way so that's where they can leverage our national um, partnerships to be able to give us more than we could do on our own right uh what about siblings uh, how are they involved in yeah. all of this so all siblings under the age of 18 that are living within the home are automatically included oh, in the wow. wish yes so um if they're traveling they can go with them if they're going let's say on a shopping spree then the siblings can attend with them provided that the child wants them to go with them <laughs> right sure but yes as long as they're under the age of 18 and actually living within the home they will they will be able to go with them and then everything else is on kind of a case by case basis makes sense 
sense. Yeah. Depending on the circumstances. Yeah. I, my, my massive Italian family. I don't know how that would work. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, it, it's it's a, it's amazing to me to think that um, that really you you're really injecting kindness to the whole family. Yes. To make a wish. Because if you can imagine being a, a sibling for a child with a critical mm. illness, a child let's say with cancer that's going back and forth on a weekly basis to Pittsburgh. They're getting a lot of attention from their parents, not at to anyone's fault, but it's difficult to keep your attention to your healthy kids mm-hmm. when when you're in that experience. So to make sure that the, the siblings are included and 99% of the time, the wish child wants them to be included. They sure. want them to, to be able to do something together because they've lost the connection with their siblings for whatever reason. Right. Courtney, uh, this is a this is an amazing organization um you know granting wishes to uh children how did it start i, I don't think we really even talked to history yeah so you know we like started, what was the first wish you sure know? we started in phoenix arizona that was the very very first wish it was uh, a young boy named chris who wished to be a police officer and the police officers locally rallied around him and made that happen um as he he unfortunately did have a terminal illness mm. um after that, the people who were involved in the wish really were so inspired by what they were able to do as a community, and it ended up going nationally um, after a series of, of steps, very important steps. Was <laughs> this the 80s? Yes. It was okay. 1980 that it, was, wow. that it happened in Phoenix, and then in 1983, we were founded in Pittsburgh, and that's when we started to take over the, the areas that, that we do now. Our first wish as a chapter, um, he was seven years old. His name was Brian, and he had cancer. And his wish was actually to go visit his uncle in Texas to get one of his famous piggyback rides. Uh-huh. His uncle had moved to Texas, and he hadn't seen him in quite some time, and he really wanted to to, to go spend some time with him. So it was going to be his seventh birthday, and his uncle uh, helped connect us to the community and get, get Brian there, and they had presence on the front porch when he arrived they had they celebrated his birthday and of course he got that amazing piggyback ride from his uncle so it it really speaks to that family that we talked about before how important family is to these kiddos that his number one wish that he could think of was i have to go see my uncle and i have to go see him now so that was our first one locally uh, the uh, let's let's talk about the first wish that you got involved with you know because you've been at the the chapter now for about a year or I have been there about a year but I actually interned twice oh did you I okay. did yep when I was a senior in high school again and again when I was a senior in college where'd you go to school I went to Mercyhurst and then to Penn State okay gotcha yes yep so the very first wish that I got to be a part of was actually that waffles and wishes event that I was telling mm-hmm. you about I did it when I was an intern and the reveal the the child was going to Florida and he really wanted to see um, the Star Wars characters. Oh. And so he was on stage talking about his experience with his illness. He's up there with his mom. And all of a sudden, the Imperial March started playing. <laughs> and Darth Vader marched in with his stormtroopers to oh tell my. him that he was leaving for Florida the next day. And he'd meet him down there. And they had a, a lightsaber battle and... It was really quite That's the experience, super cool. and I was sold. That was that was it. I wow. I had set 
in my mind that I wanted to be Jan Stork when I grew up, and <laughs> now I am. <laughs> yeah, you are Jan Stork. Wow, incredible. Yes. The um, I mean, I mean, these kids—they must just absolutely light up because they really do. There's so much surprise there. Yes, there's so much, especially during that event. That not all of them are as surprising. Mm-hmm. There's, um some that find out they they know exactly what they want right away and it's not surprising that they're getting their wish but the excitement is always there and we've we've talked a lot about the the florida theme parks element of our wishes but there's actually five categories of wishes okay that our wish wishes fall into like i said before it's not like a magazine that you go through and pick out which one you want but we found that all of the wishes fall into one of these. So the the Disney wishes and Hawaii's another one that I mentioned are mm. the to go wishes where they're okay. they're visiting somewhere. Um, but some of the other ones that are pretty popular are to to have, which I've said a shopping spree. That's one that they see oh, wow. we see pretty frequently, or maybe a puppy, a clubhouse, anything like that, where it's something tangible that they're receiving. Um, we also have our to be, which, as I mentioned, the um, the police officer wish right. that started us. That's a, a to be or an occupational wish. Mm. We've had kids wish to be a garbage man, to be a superhero, um, to be a mermaid. So that's where their imagination really comes to life. Wow. And and they can we we can get really creative with that and and how we do it. That's where the community really comes into play mm-hmm. on how do we make a six-year-old girl become a mermaid? <laughs> That's not an easy thing to do, but we can make it happen. This is when you call the costume manager at the playhouse or yes. something, right? <laughs> what okay, do you, what you have got? available? <laughs> what do you have over there? Yeah, you call in all, all your favors and see <laughs> right. what you can figure out. Wow. Um, there's also to meet, which is something mm. that people probably see pretty frequently in the media. Um, like Michael Jordan was just one that was featured for giving that that massive gift to make a wish america for his birthday he was he's a very popular one that people wish to meet and john cena is another one that's in really yes he's actually the number one wished for celebrity he's done over 600 wishes yeah (laughs) he's he's his are really cool because you never really know what's going to happen with a celebrity. Yeah. They have either so many that they are work, working with or this is their first one. You, it's all kind of up in the air. And we have um, partners that either speak to their people or directly to them. But John Cena is cool because every wish experience is unique and it's mm. based off of what the child wants. So we actually have a picture in our office of a three-year-old girl that wanted to meet John Cena and have a tea party with him. So if you can imagine the size difference between John Cena and a three-year-old girl <laughs> holding a teacup, <laughs> having amazing. tea together. <laughs> wow. So those are our celebrity wishes, yeah. um, which are also really fun. And the last one in the most recent category that's been added to, to this list of categories is to give. And those are mm. our give back wishes. And kids really started to, they f- they were saying things like, someone deserves it more than me, or I don't feel like I I need a wish, or whatever, however they phrased it. And we started saying, well, why don't you give something back? Why don't yeah. you, is there something that you'd like to do? So some of those include like giving instruments to their high school band, brand new instruments to all the kids. Or um, we had a a child who she had a transplant. Um, I believe it was a kidney transplant. And she um, wished to give the cost of her wish to research at that hospital. Wow. So that no one else would have to deal with what she dealt with. Wow. And those are some of my favorites to see. She was 
17. So she was older. Yeah. She was on the older end. But we've had younger ones who inadvertently had a give back wish. The first one that that I'm aware of was actually a three-year-old little boy. He went to Toys R Us for a shopping spree. If you can imagine being three inside of Toys R Us when when it was still around with Mm -hmm. as much money as you can imagine to go spend it. He picked out all of his toys and then he looked at his volunteers and parents and said, last time that I was at the hospital, the treasure chest was empty and I want to refill the treasure chest which is where they go after treatment and they can pick out a toy to kind of make them feel better. He refilled it to make sure that other kids could go to the treasure chest and have one. So that was one of the first give back wishes that we had. So they don't, they're not always older when they select that wish. They, we've had little ones do that. It's, you know, you, and you see these stories on television where, you know, someone who has been fighting a a battle of chronic or, uh, you know, serious illness they they create a, a movement it's whether it's uh you know feeding or you know uh food pantries and all this stuff i mean there's some really um creative and and also impactful young people yes that that that, that are using or that are kind of channeling Yes. Their struggle into helping others. Yeah, we at our national conference this year, we actually had a little girl, she not a little girl, a young woman, she was 18. Yeah. She came and t- talked about her wish, which was in Ohio, and she asked to make the beach wheelchair accessible because she was noticing that people couldn't go to the beach mm. because of the accessibility. Wow. And so they installed ways for those in a wheelchair to be able to get to the water at the beach. Wow. And she talked all about that, and it's now her mission to go and make more of those. So we're creating little um, yeah. <laughs> inspirations I mean, yeah, out yeah, of these little kids. Inspirations. <laughs> yeah. It, it interests uh, you know the, the the to meet person mm-hmm. again. There's there's a another place where the infrastructure of celebrity could really help make a wish. If you know if the William Morris Agency has a person that just specializes in this, so they could talk to their celebs. You yeah. know, and say, "Hey, this is this is what you, what what's required." You know, and just yes. kind of smooth that over or something. Yes, and that's again where the national partnership mm-hmm. on our end comes into yeah. play, where it's less overwhelming for a celebrity when we have a pipeline and a way to request the wish rather than. Courtney in Erie, Pennsylvania, trying to call John Cena and right. ask if he'll come yeah. <laughs> and meet her. Who is this random person? Exactly. It helps um, p- helps with that pipeline and actually getting in contact with these celebrities to make it happen. Do Are we ever in Erie here, either a destination or, you know, how does Erie come together to, to may- maybe make a wish happen, like, locally here? So... It's interesting that you say that because this past year we actually had, it was a child within our chapter, but it wasn't within our region. Mm -hmm. He wished to go to Splash Lagoon. Wow. (laughs) Yes. So he wanted to go to an indoor water park. And Mm -hmm. I want to say maybe he was from the Pittsburgh area. Um, I can't remember exactly where he was from, but we we brought him up here and the Scots were great to work with to get get him an incredible experience at Splash Lagoon. That's been, yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> and of course, yeah, if somebody wants to be a mermaid, we'll figure that out. Yes. Right? And the oh other gosh. part of our chapter that really helps to bring wishes to life is our relationships with the Pittsburgh teams. Okay. That's while I'm not covering that, our chapter does. And there's a lot of sports related to meet wishes where um, maybe it's to the Penguins or a specific player or 
whatever we help to manage that relationship because we're boots on the ground able to communicate with yeah. the team can i go to spring training or yeah something like that. things like wow. that mm-hmm. that's pretty cool all right let's start bringing this plane in for a landing we've got courtney nine temp with us from make a wish here so your big your big fundraiser is in april it's uh, waffles and wishes again talk about how people can plug into that yes there's a couple ways that you can of course you can sponsor the event we have opportunities available you can call me at 814-868-9474 or go online at wish.org slash greater P-A-W-V, as in Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and you can find all the information about that. Um, Other ways that you can get involved is volunteering, Mm. and there's two information sessions because there's there's a lot that goes into being a volunteer. While it's not a ton of time, you have to be prepared to go into those conversations with the families. You have to know our policies, um, what the just the procedure for sure. how to communicate with the family we have two information sessions coming up that are virtual and they're on march 25th at 10 a.m and april 12th at 4 30 p.m via zoom and if anybody's interested in learning more about how to volunteer what it means to be a volunteer and what steps need to be taken those are great opportunities to find out those questions and, and start that process um, we ha- all, are always in need of volunteers here in Erie, and then Mercer, Venango, and Crawford counties are our top needs for volunteers right now. We're really low in those areas. So if you right? know somebody that is in those areas mm. interested, they just have to be 21, over the age of 21, pass a background check and go through our training, and they can be a volunteer with us. And I would think that you know you really have to be aware of the protocols when you're dealing with a you know severely ill child i mean yes you're going to be wearing a mask you're going you might yes. you might be doing a lot of things on zoom and so on yes and we'll talk you through that and you're always partnered with an experienced volunteer mm-hmm. for your first three wishes to make sure that you're ready to go and you are never in the meeting with the child or with the family by yourself it's always a volunteer pair so that you can work together and work through whatever whatever challenges or barriers come in, into play with that particular child and I, yeah you you mentioned background checks all the, yep. the necessary things with dealing with ch- children like like any of a, any of us who have volunteered with kids yes have to go through all that so that so that that's for volunteering we got uh waffles and wishes uh, do you do anything around Christmas or in the fall? Or? Yeah, we have lots of events that come up. They're not all what I would call an internal event where I'm running them, but we yeah. have um, event coordinators throughout the county that do events for us and nice. raise money for us. So really going to wish.org slash greater PAWV and looking at our events, seeing what's going on. There's dozens of them that come up throughout the year, um, and we'd love to have people get involved. And if you don't mind, there's one other way that is really helpful for people to get involved, and that's number one, to, to spread the knowledge about the misconception that it is critical illnesses, not terminal illnesses, but anybody can refer a child. So if you, all you have to really know, you have to make sure that the family knows that you're making the referral. You need the family's contact information and the diagnosis and treating physician. You may not have that information, but on wish.org, where if you look through the refer section, it's it's a huge button at the top of the page because it's something that, that we push a lot to make sure we reach our vision of granting the wish of every eligible child. Um, there's a button on there that allows you to alert a family that they can refer. So if you don't know the treating physician, you don't know the doctor's name, you don't know where they're going, um, you can go through that and it will send an email to the family to say this is what 
our criteria is this is how you can refer your child. So you can either be the one to refer yourself yeah. or you can send the information directly over to a family that you think would benefit from our organization. That's, that's really smart. Yeah. I mean, to be able to say, okay, I really think you you should allow uh, Johnny or, or yes. Jamie to – to, to, to apply. That's really, really and important. truly the referral process takes about five minutes. That's it does it, not yeah. take very long. And then the information comes directly to our office. We work with the, um, we have a couple follow-up questions for the families for the most mm-hmm. part. And then we're working directly with the doctor or the social worker to get everything approved. And then we start to move forward. Last question for Courtney Ninetemp, uh, from make a wish here. Talk about the emotions in the, the context of that when those wishes are granted or when those wishes are announced. What's the vibe in the room, if you will? There's a lot of tears, a lot of happy tears, a lot of, um, it's empowering. There's a lot of strength that's that comes from it of, holy cow, this is coming to life. This is, this is incredible, a lot of confidence. Um, if you can imagine being seven, eight years old on stage in front of 250 people talking about the challenges that you're going through, facing cancer, facing your diagnosis. It can be scary to be talking up there. Um, A lot of times the parents are talking for them, um, not after their wish is announced. The the kid is almost screaming into the microphone how excited they are, how thankful they are, how whatever it is that they're looking forward to, their mood changes instantly when they start to talk about their wish and find out that they're going or they're getting whatever mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. it's electric. The, the energy that you feel after it's been announced. You must have the best job in the world. I do have the best job in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney Ninetemp, Make-A-Wish Foundation. Wish.org is the, is the website. Thank you so, so much for taking the time. Yeah, thank you for having me. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com.